Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And we welcome you to this edition of Tuesday People, the podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Album. I'm the author of the book Tuesdays with Maury, which inspired this podcast and continues to inspire it even 25 years after its publication. Lisa Goitz, my friend and producer of this program, is alongside. Lisa, nice to see you. Nice to see you, Mitch. And uh, may I say it, since this is the morning of, happy birthday, Mitch Album. Thank you very much. Today is actually my birthday. Uh, we're recording this podcast on my birthday. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I have a tradition on my birthday, which normally we do on the birthday itself, except we had to move it this year because of some travel. So we moved it back a couple of days, which actually I've completed it already. But um on my birthday, I think I may have mentioned this in a previous podcast, I eat, along with my friends and family, every possible thing uh, that I can eat that's bad for me that I don't eat all year round. So the other 364 days a year, I'm very uh, disciplined. I don't generally dive into fried foods or heavy desserts or crazy chocolates, dairy things, milkshakes ice cream, all of the stuff I loved as a kid, but can no longer reason as, as an adult. But once a year on my birthday, and I don't know, we started this probably 15 years ago, uh, my friends and my family, and of course my wife, uh, we get together and it's different casts every year. Sometimes it's smaller, sometimes it's larger, but it's always around 20 people at least. And it was this time too. And we pick a city and we head for that city and we just try to eat all the junkiest but best food from that city. So we've gone to Boston and Philadelphia and New York, Pittsburgh, uh, Chicago, of course, Detroit, uh, Grand Rapids, Cleveland. And uh, we, we try to drive to the places. Sometimes we end up flying. Or we stay longer, but we try to drive, take a bus and everything. And so this time we went for Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio, capital of the state of Ohio, and the belly of the beast for the Ohio State Buckeyes, which is our arch rival. That's but we, true. We decided in the spirit of trying to get along better with people, we would uh, <laughs> we would go to uh, Buckeye land. And, and I have to say it was great. And we ate just nonstop. It always begins with a with a bowl of Cocoa Puffs, the kind of thing that I would never eat the other 364 days a year, but have Cocoa Puffs with chocolate milk. And that that basically <laughs> your day is shot by the minute you you, ha you start off with that. And so you go, oh, what the hell? And and we just eat everything else. And I mean, we literally went from a pancake house to a French Lebanese bakery to uh, oh my the, goodness. the best <laughs> fried, the best fried chicken, supposedly in Columbus to the best pizza, supposedly in Columbus, best pasta, best uh, milkshakes best nice. uh, ice cream. There's a place that makes ice cream sandwiches where they just make them out of cookies. So you pick your cookies and you pick your ice cream and then they put them together as a sandwich. And um, 
it's all oh, fantastic. Oh my gosh. And uh <laughs> popcorn. A lot of sweets and, yeah. Before pop- noon. <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't do all that before noon, okay. but we did it by the end of the day. And uh yeah, pizzas and pastas and, and uh hamburgers and all the kind of stuff that are that's bad for you. And- I have a question really quick. I have always wondered this. Do you eat all of this or do you sample? Like more you like know, sampling, you- yeah. You try not okay. to finish any portion because it wouldn't make sense. You couldn't eat a whole lunch and a whole dinner and a whole another lunch and a whole another dinner and a whole di- the breakfast alone you'd be ruined if you really right. ate. But because we tried <laughs> like at breakfast, we've tried we tried Oreo waffles, uh, you know, and 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 banana pancakes and some kind of other thing and something else with whipped cream and stuff and 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 omelets. And I mean, if you ate all of them, yeah, you wouldn't eat the rest of the day. You couldn't. So you have right. you have a third you of share. one. And yeah, you share. We pass it all around. The twenty people, everybody takes it. But it's not very good in the age of COVID. Uh, right. I hope none of us <laughs> none of us had it because if so, we all have it. But uh, it was it was fun and it was a great tradition and it was it was great to see family and and I know this is kind of convoluted and you're saying, well, what does any of this have to do with with what topic you're going to talk about today? But interestingly. There is a, a kind of circuitous route to it because, of course, it makes me think about family. And uh, they were all with me and a lot of my nieces and nephews. And I was listening through the tapes of Maury and I uh, earlier, and I came upon this little section, which I, I obviously never put in the book, and it was it was just a, an aside, but... I came upon this and I, w- I did a double take because here I was talking about a couple of my nephews who at the time were two and four years old when I was talking to Maury and now are both married and were, you know, on the trip. Right. And here is the, here is the little section that had to do with them. Let me play it for you and then I'll talk to you about what it is that we can learn from this in today's sort of lesson of the podcast. We had uh, Janine's little uh, nephews over the house last night, uh, and they're uh, four and two. And we, we took them out, we played with them, we took them out to dinner, saw a movie, took them to a place to eat, you know, and I was been talking with them and fooling with them the whole time. But when we got back to the house, uh, because we had stayed so long at these things, I really had to get up and do some work. It was already 10 o'clock at night. So when we came into the garage, I kind of jumped out of the car, you know, Janine bought them in, and I kind of went up to my office. Yeah. And she put them in bed. And, you know, by the time I, I finished, they were asleep. And I came back, and, I, you know, I got into bed, and she said, the kids think that you're mad at them. And I said, mad at them? We had, we had you know... Four hours. All we were doing was playing, and I didn't. I didn't say anything cross to them. I didn't. Uh, you know, I didn't scold them. I didn't do it. She said, "Well, you got out of the car so fast. They thought that you wanted to get away from them or something. You didn't come back, and they think that you're you're mad." And I had to tell them, "You are." Never would have occurred to me. Never would have occurred to me. You know? Two and four year olds. Two and four year olds. Yeah. How are they? Yeah. How sensitive. Yeah. How tuned in they are. Yeah. At such an early age, right. to rejection. Because rejection means you're saying myself is no good. Now, I had totally forgotten about that piece of conversation and about that interaction. 
the two nephews in question there uh, are now uh, fully grown. Uh, one has a baby. And I'm happy to say that they are uh, very much a part of our lives and very much a part of what I would call the circle of people who, I guess, for want of a better phrase, look up to me or ask me for advice. You know, I'm, I'm older now. And ironically, one of them, the older one, the four-year-old, who was in, who was sensitive to the fact that I had left the car so quickly and thought that I was mad at him, has, has now become a very, very successful lawyer a budding young, you know, on the rise lawyer. And I am constantly talking to him about make sure that you make time for this and this. You're working so hard and you're working so fast. I recognize myself in you and don't miss out on this and don't miss out on that, et cetera, et cetera. And I look back and realize that I was that person in 1995 when I was having this conversation with Maury. I was that person that somebody needed to talk to about that very thing. Mm. And now he mm -hmm. is that person who needs to be talked to. It's a little bit like Cats in the Cradle, the Harry Chapin Right, dog. yeah, it is. The it's dad who like that. <laughs> doesn't have time for his son. And then finally, when the son grows up and he's so proud of him, he says, come on, sit down and we'll talk. He says, no, I, you know, just give me the car keys. I want to get going. And and the the son becomes the father. And so it got me thinking about how many... Um, Sort of, you know, there's a phrase that's going around right now, microaggressions. Yeah. Now, I'm not particularly crazy about how that's used because sometimes it, it, it's, it's stuff that people literally, even if you explain it to them, they didn't realize that they hurt somebody's feelings or whatever. We're all yeah. a little perhaps oversensitive. Uh, and we all want to be in such safe spaces that we don't want to ever hear anything that hurts our feelings. And that's just not realistic. It's, uh, it's, it's utopian, but it's not realistic in terms of the world. People are imperfect. People make mistakes. People are insensitive and people say things that are going to hurt your feelings sometimes. And, and so do you. And right. so, and some, yeah. And sometimes people don't, they're not intending to say something. So like microaggressions to me always makes it sound like it's intentional but I think sometimes people just take things the wrong way and Correct. it's, it's never was even intended to be that. Correct. <laughs> you know? Correct. I mean, if, if, if someone, uh, someone's favorite color is green and they like to wear green clothings and they're, they're wearing green on a particular day and someone in the room says, you know, fashion wise, green is just not a very good color. It's not a microaggression. No. Okay, even if someone might feel like, <laughs> but I'm wearing green and green's my favorite color, and therefore you said that and it made me uncomfortable. Well, then you got to get over it. You, you, because that wasn't the intent, and and you're thinking about it a little bit too much. So, okay, but this was what I did that time with them when I jumped out of the car. I and I can see myself pulling up to the house, and probably I was late to write a story or something like that for the newspaper. And so as soon as we pulled up to the house, I jumped out of the car without making sure that they got into the house, whatever Janine was with them. And she probably bought them in. And I ran in ahead of them and ran downstairs to do my work. That was, and not an aggression, but it was a micro hurt, 
shall we say? How or maybe a better phrase would be a micro insensitivity. Mm, a micro mm-hmm. insensitivity, not macro. I wasn't saying you guys are the reason I'm going to be late on my work and uh, why do I have to be with you? That's a macro aggression. Yeah. <laughs> a macro insensitivity. But a micro insensitivity, a little thing that you do that has a lingering effect. And, you know, this was something that Maury became acutely aware of as he was dying. He became acutely aware of how he was coming across to people and how people were coming across to him. And again, it should not take us to reach our deathbed to suddenly realize that we need to be mindful of the little things that we do to one another. But I would suggest, Lisa, that the little things that we do to one another add up far more than the big ones uh, and affect our relationships far more than the big ones. The big ones, if somebody really does something to hurt you or does something wrong and you have a good relationship with them, it'll become a thing that probably gets apologized for. It'll become a thing where the person says, you know, that was, I lost my head last night. That was really wrong. I said something totally inappropriate. Um, Please forgive me. I'm sorry. I apologize. And, and okay, I get over it. He apologized. She apologized. We did it. We, you know, it's, it's never good, but you get through it. But the micro insensitivities, the little things that we do that slowly, slowly, slowly add up, we don't tend to apologize for. We don't tend to recognize and say, oh, forgive me, I didn't mean to do it that way. And yeah. in fact, when they are brought up to us, we frequently end up saying, oh, I can't believe you're bothered by such a little thing. That's the little thing. That, that little thing bothers you so much. That's what's bothering you. How often have you had that conversation? That's what's oh, bothering you? A lot. I have that with my husband a lot. Little tiny things. He'll say that. You, I can't even believe that you, that's what you heard. Right. That's what you, I, like, you know, and I'm like, well, yeah, it kind of bothered me. And that's the, <laughs> but, but see, it's, it's the cumulative effect of all those little things, those little pebbles, little pebbles, little pebbles, little pebbles, little pebbles that ultimately create like a rock field because we don't tend to apologize for them. We don't tend to recognize them. We don't realize that they're hurting people when we're doing it. And it's not big enough of a thing for them to say something to us. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The other person probably just blows it off, even though they take it personally, but they tend to blow it off because it, it, it's not that big of a deal, right? But then it piles on and piles on and that's piles correct. on. That's correct. As Maury said to me afterwards about this particular incident, you can make up for it by who you ultimately are. Listen to what he sort of concluded. Your little departure was no big deal. They'll forget about it. You'll come and love them, and they'll know you're not mad at them, so on. But if you did that every time you were with them, it could have an effect on right. them, especially on your relationship with them. Right. So that was a tremendous learning there. 
So as you see, what Maury said there was, okay, they'll forget about it because it was a micro insensitivity and you'll make up for it and they'll know that you're not mad at them. But if you do that little micro insensitivity every time you're with them, it will have an effect. We'll be back with more Tuesday People right after this. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So what is our challenge here? Our challenge is to not let things between one another grow to a level that it becomes a macro insensitivity by virtue of the fact that it was 25 micro insensitivities. Our (laughs) our challenge is to recognize the micro insensitivity when we do it, the little things that we do that affect one another. Mm, mm -hmm. It can be, Lisa, as small as when someone you love says something to you like, they call your name, hey, Lisa, and you say, what? Like that, just the way you say it. A little bit of an annoyed tone, like you're you're busy. Yeah, like you're busy and, and you're interrupting. What? Now. Chances are your husband or your friend, they're not going to say, why do you have to say it like that? Mm-hmm. They're just going to say, it might be a pause, and then they'll say what they were going to ask you. But it hit them that way. Yeah. That little thing like, what? And in their mind, they're like, gosh, every time I ask her, she's just, always sounds so annoyed. Um, I, I was going to ask you uh, where, where the peanut butter <laughs> is. It's in the shelf, you know. But now the next time, hey, Lisa, what? And there's another little voice that says, gosh, every time I ask her, she's. And finally, there'll be a time 
where they'll say, hey, Lisa, and you go, what? And they'll go, what? What? Every time I ask you, you go, what? And you'll say, what? And they'll say, what? There you go again. And you'll say, what? What? What did I do? What? And it's just the way you say what? What? What am I? How do I say what? I just say what? No, you don't just say what. You say what? What? Oh, come on. I can't believe this little thing is making what? What? It becomes a, the what question. But are you in it, my are you in my head because that <laughs> happens every day here? Well, well the reason now I I'm, and honestly, folks, we have not practiced this. Okay, no, Lisa I'm and I had, feel, I'm, had no idea we were going to talk about this particular thing. I don't do this to you. I know that. For no, fact. you don't do it to me. Uh, but did we Teddy don't. call you? <laughs> <laughs> Who have you been speaking to? <laughs> no, it, the reason that I I was pretty confident that you would recognize that is because it's pretty much true of everybody. We all have these little micro insensitivities and we all have, if it wasn't that word, it would be something else or some other small thing. And they add up. And I know, for example, one that, that goes on between my wife and I is about being on time and, you know, it's time to go. And I'll say, Okay, we got to go. You know, it's 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 eight thirty. We're supposed to be there at eight forty. It's eight thirty. You know, okay. You know, it's eight thirty. You know, it's eight thirty-five. You know, okay. You know, and it's that little, those little things. It's never on one time. Mm -hmm. And and I know that you know that time I might not say anything. The next time I might not say anything. But then four times later, after it's happened four straight times in in a week, and I go ah, you know, and and it turns into something. It turns into a, you know, not, not a major fight or anything, but it turns into a disagreement because it's not dealt with each time. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if, you know, uh, each time it was acknowledged, like, I'm really sorry that I'm late. You know, I know I keep doing this. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. Then it doesn't, you tamp it down because at least the person recognized it. So if, for example, with my two nephews, if I had immediately gone and apologized to them and said, hey, guys, you know, I jumped out of the car today and, and I had to get something done. I didn't realize uh, that I probably came across. It probably came across as I was in a hurry. Uh, but it's not that my work is more important than you. You guys are the most important thing. Then I could have right then and there, I could have eliminated it. It's yeah. like getting getting rid of of a, of a cold before it takes full hold of you. You know, versus, oh, it was, it was so small. Why do I have to apologize for it? You know, we'll get past it. And then, yes, you will get past that one. You might get past the second one or the third one or the fourth one. But by the sixth or seventh time that it happens, it will have turned into something else. So we need to be sensitive to the little breadcrumbs that we are leaving behind as we, as we sort of walk through our, our lives here. And, mm. and, and, the yep. bitter, the bitter ones, as well as the sweet ones, and these little micro insensitivities, in and of themselves, all by themselves, are nothing huge, but added together can end up having an effect on your relationship with people. And so, we need to be sensitive, and therefore, we need to be compassionate. Compassionate. This is this is the thing. Uh, Maury always spoke about being compassionate, uh, and he said he learned he learned his lessons about compassion early on in his career when he worked at a mental hospital. When he was very very young and and first starting out in in his field, 
uh, as part of his academic training, he worked at a mental hospital. He ended up writing a book about it. And there he saw not just people who had severe mental issues. It wasn't that. What, what affected Maury was how these people who had these mental issues were treated by the staff on a regular basis. Here he is talking about that. The other part, the other side of it is, is you try to approach relationship with people in the most compassionate way you can. And that was one of the big things that was missing. People were willing to do their job, but I did not see or feel a lot of compassion. Now that may be that you start out with compassion and it gets exhausted after a while. Because to keep on generating it eight hours a day is very difficult. The other big thing is to understand your unconscious is so important because a lot of the things that were being done that were harmful were unconscious. They weren't deliberately unkind, avoiding this patient or ignoring that one or not talking to that one or what have you. It was just an unconscious gesture. So to be aware of what you're doing and how you're feeling all the time. And how it affects people. And how it affects people, absolutely. It's very, very important. So here you see Maury talking about compassion and also talking about insensitivity and not, you know, not knowing. So, so these, these people who worked in the mental hospital, they might walk past a patient without acknowledging them. And maybe just because they were tired, as he says, or that, they, 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 you know, it's hard to do for eight hours a day, but as he says, they weren't deliberately unkind, avoiding the patient or ignoring that one, but these patients needed to be have attention paid to them. They needed to be acknowledged. That was something yeah. part of the condition they were there. Same way that that little two and four-year-old nephew are sensitive enough to think that, oh, Uncle Mitch jumped out of the car uh, and, and didn't like make sure we got out okay or something like that. That means that he's mad at us. Well, of course, it didn't mean that I was mad at them, but that's how it hit them. And this yeah. is this is this micro sensitivity that I'm talking about. It it begins with compassion, as Maury spoke, and it it manifests itself in understanding that what is small to you may still be large enough to someone else to matter. Yep. Yep, I get that. Because it's stuff you don't even realize you're doing sometimes. That's right. Or maybe you realize you're doing it, but you're thinking, eh, it's no big deal. It's fine. It's They'll get over it. Well, how many times when you're at a, a gathering of really important people in your life, you know, really important business meeting, let's say, and you're all in a room, um, you say things like, you know, uh, does anybody mind if I make a phone call? Yeah. And uh, no, no, it's okay. Go ahead and do it. Or, uh, hey, there's there's one uh, donut left. I don't want to take the last donut anybody. Does anybody want that last donut? 
those little kinds of things that you sort of do because you don't want to make a bad impression yeah. on the really important people in your life. So you go out of your, your, your way. Did you want to sit in this chair? Uh, no, 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 that's fine. Because, no, you know, I saw you where you had your hand on the chair. I didn't know, you know, you, you, can, you, you sit in that chair. Like going out of your way to address little small things that might make the other person feel comfortable. And you do it, why? Because you want the job or you want your bosses to like you or you want to make a good impression. But th that level of sensitivity is really what we should aspire to put out there all the time. We shouldn't yeah. save it for when we're being overly nice and overly uh, considerate because we want to make a good impression. Especially to the, yeah, especially to those closest to you. Right. So I would not run out of the car if I was with important business associates and we pulled up someplace. That would, would be you know, funny, though. Yeah. Dash. <laughs> where'd Mitch go? I wouldn't that would have be done pretty it. hilarious. But, but looking back <laughs> on it, it's true. I wouldn't have done it. Uh, but, uh -huh. uh, but I did it with my little nephews. So the point is to sort of live in, in that level of sensitivity, that level of consideration that you would do for strangers, but with the people who matter to you the most. If you treat them as well and as considerately as you would if you were trying to make a good impression on them, chances are you won't have any of these micro insensitivities because you'll have already addressed them. So that's what I, uh, I learned from, from just perusing through these, these tapes and coming upon that. It's, it's fascinating to look back on uh, a, a, an audio recording. And that's why I so cherish these tapes and, and more and more as I get older, because this was a snapshot of who I was and who Maury was 27 years ago. And yeah. instead of, if you had asked me, did you remember having a conversation like that with Maury? No, I don't really remember that. Why? Because it didn't stand out in my mind. It, I remembered other things, but that one didn't stand out for whatever reason. But then you go back and you listen to it. You hear your own voice fessing up to something and, and hearing about it. And then you realize, wow, why didn't that matter to me more then? Yeah. And now I listen to it and it, it's, I'm so glad I got a chance to hear that. And so ironic because like I say, one of those two nephews, I'm constantly telling him that very thing, That's that so very funny. lesson. I'm <laughs> constantly saying to him, be sensitive. You know, you're, 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 you're busy, you're a lawyer. You always get called in for work all the time. And you got to be sensitive to your wife and your family and that they're going to need you around and can't always right. say that work matters, work matters. And now I should say to him, by the way, you have the right to say to me, oh, yeah, what about when I was four years old and you yeah. jumped out of the car? <laughs> that scarred me for life, yeah. Mitch. Don't you remember that? I'm going to ask. When people get <laughs> yeah, Next now time when I people... see him, I'm going to ask him if he... Uh, <laughs> If he remembers that now, you know, it was. He might uh, not remember, but now whenever anybody gets out of a car, he gets real twitchy. <laughs> well, it was he, a good He never good put two and two together. <laughs> it was a good lesson uh, about the little things, the micro insensitivities that we, that we commit every day. And if we can just sort of live at that level of consideration and compassion uh, to think about them in advance, we won't get into that what? 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 Yeah. <laughs> no, what? I said what? I said what? 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 What?
the what conversation. So just a little something on a birthday, uh, a reflective looking back that hopefully is is of some use in your daily life. So thank you to all of you who've already sent me nice little birthday uh, messages. Appreciate getting one year older and being upright. That's good. That's a good sign. Upright is good. Upright is good. (laughs) And uh, we will look forward to speaking to you again. So on behalf of my producer, Lisa Goich, who reminds you that wetuesdaypeople.com is our website and you can find all of our previous conversations and shows and topics and chats and things like that there. Did I do that well, Lisa? I took the words out of your mouth. No, that's perfect. That's perfect, Mitch. You do it. You do it very well. (laughs) Well, on behalf of Lisa and myself, uh, Mitch Album here saying, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday people.